Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdom in Sales podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Today, we will be discussing how desperation never sells, or the idea that you should never let them see you sweat. This sounds like a great topic, so let's jump straight into it. Tina, I'd like to ask you first. Why does appearing desperate not help your sale or even damage it? Well, thank you, Amanda. Desperation is permeated in everything we do. If, if, a, if an individual in a sales role appears desperate, the person on the other end of the line or the person in front of you is going to sense that. It's going, they're going to sense that they're no, you're no longer interested in them, that it's all about you. And truly, for a for a good sales relationship, there's a lot of give and take. And for most part, sales as a salesperson, you want to be bringing value and you want to be understanding what the client needs, not the other way around. And as soon as as um, as the conversation grows from, let me know more about what you're interested in. What can what what are you looking for that can help you? And it becomes all about well, what can we do to make this happen faster? Or, um, well, I I have a special deal for you today. Um, I'll give you 10% off if you sign with me today. All of a sudden, you're changing that conversation from it being about the client to about yourself. And once that happens, that's irreparable in my mind. It's irreparable because you've lost that, that, uh, line of trust and that line of of, um, of of a mutual conversation. Lynn, how do you feel about it? You know, everything you said is great. I'm going to put a different twist from a uh, and talk about perception. People want to work with individuals they perceive to be successful. Success implies credibility, uh, capability, accomplishment, and good performance results. So success equals confidence. And that, this is a different way of saying what Tina was just saying. It, it gives that confidence that you are working with a sales professional with a proven track record. And it all boils down to your client's perception because their perception equals reality. Uh, Rachel, what would you like to add? Well, I think Lynn and Tina really hit this one on the head. I was following in the vein that uh, Lynn was just in. Um, To put it a little more bluntly, if you appear desperate during a sale, then it kind of shows that you might not actually be very good at your job. So as Lynn was saying, like, uh, (laughs) if you're successful, you'll be confident. If you're desperate, it means that you're probably not that successful. And the person that you're speaking with might start asking themselves, why? Why is this person so desperate to get a sale? Why has it not been working out so far? And that's, it's just going to reflect really poorly on you. And you don't want you don't want that perception that you're not good at your job because people want to work with people that, um, as Tina was discussing, that they can trust. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. Um, and even if 
I mean, I'm not sure exactly if you're showing your desperation on purpose, you might be hoping to get, I don't know, a pity sale. And <laughs> you might get one. I don't know. If someone's feeling really sympathetic that day, you just might get a pity sale and they just have money laying around. But first of all, <laughs> they probably don't just have money laying around. Secondly, there's a very good chance that they're not going to care that you're desperate. Um, because again, they've lost that trust that that re relationship has already broken down and it's just, it doesn't matter at the end of the day to them whether you make commission on the sale or not. Um, but even if you do get a pity sale, someone would have a weak moment, then there's a very good chance that they're going to regret making that purchase because they'll realize it wasn't meant for them or because the conversation didn't go where it needed to go. We didn't, as Tina was discussing, you didn't have that opportunity to make sure that you were serving them. You were focused on serving yourself. And if they regret that purchase, if it's something that you, that's a repeat sale, then they're probably not going to renew that. And if it's a one-time sale, they might try to get a refund, get their money back. And that's just not going to reflect very well on you. So desperation, as the topic says, just does not sell. It, it just, it just makes you look bad. Those are all some excellent points. Thank you. Now, my next question is, when you're struggling to meet your quota, how do you keep that from seeping into your conversations and presentations? Lynn, what would you say? Positive bravado. Uh, you must uh, have confidence in your abilities and in your companies uh, to deliver an important solution uh, to your clients and potential clients. Uh, you've got to be able to block any negative and negative feelings and fear. And I know it's easier said than done. Uh, so for me, I visualize how can I be of service and I focus on enjoying the next step in building that relationship. So I share my excitement um, as a problem solver and I feel that I'm filling a critical gap in my clients' needs. And so that's how I, I keep that from seeping into any kind of conversation or, or communication or presentation I have with the client. And uh, Tina, I'm gonna see if you say your catchphrase here. So you're, you're up next here. My catchphrase, now I'm on the spot. Well, I, I just don't think it's, it's not someone else's problem if I'm not making my, uh, my goal. Um, it's not their, their problem. Um, and it's so important to stay positive and, 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 and breathe in that, that pressure and use that for momentum to, to keep yourself going. Um, there's always dips and, and highs and lows when, when it comes to sales. It's very, very seldom just a straight flat line. And what do you do? I mean, when you're, when you're on that high, you want to be sure that you keep things in the pipeline so that when you do have a little dip, you have additional people to keep talking with. But no, 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 it's, you don't want to be sharing. Um, and, and it comes out in the conversation. Um, if you're, oh, I really need this sale because I haven't made, I am not making my numbers. What can you do to help me? It, 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 again, it's not, it's not the, it's not their problem, and and it's not right to to make someone feel uncomfortable 
um, or that they're not being helpful to you by not buying this product or service at this particular time. Uh, you just need to um, uh, muscle up and uh, it's it's tough sometimes. It's really tough when you just say, just say yes. You're listening to them, it's like, just say yes. And they're not ready. And and we have to um, respect that and, and, uh, and keep talking to as many people. I think that's the biggest thing is when you're struggling to meet your quota is, is to, uh, instead of hitting the same people over and over and over again, maybe start broadening out and, and talking with other people that, that uh, you might not have thought about before. So I don't know that I did my catchphrase there, Lynn, but I'm going to, uh, Rachel, how Wait, do you feel about this? It was never, nope. never let them see you sweat. That's, <laughs> well, well, that's true. Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> okay. That's sorry true. about that. That's Rachel. true. Never, ever. Let never let them see you sweat. That's right. Okay. Right. All right, <laughs> Rachel. Right. Me. Um, so when you're struggling to meet your quota, um, it, the stress can follow you around like a dark cloud, but it's important at the start of, or just before each conversation or presentation or whatever it may be, you take a moment to clear your mind of that. Maybe do a little deep breathing, listen to some music or do some meditation, whatever it is that you need to do to just let go of that for now. And with every conversation that you're having, just let it start afresh. This isn't a continuation of a failing streak for you. This is a new conversation with new opportunities. And it's really important to look at it that way. Um, because as Lynn was saying, you you carry over your enthusiasm for what you're doing. And maybe maybe you're in one of those lows right now, but you can't let that follow you. Also beforehand, I mean, when, when you're in a bad spot and you feel that it might be your fault and not just because of the way things are going, um, then you can perhaps look at ways that you can improve your, your sales pitch or the way you listen, whatever it may be. Um, focus on how to improve, but then once you're in that conversation, just let it flow. Like, take your lessons with you, but let it flow. And to kind of borrow from something that I feel like Tina would tell me um, is to focus on the person that you're with because as uh, Tina really discussed in the first question when you're desperate you're making it about yourself but if you just allow yourself to focus on what the person that you're speaking to needs or wants um, how you can best serve them that you're not going to have as much time to focus on your own negativity and your own stress and anxiety um, so it's just I know I don't want to sound too simplistic. I know that moving on from these kinds of stresses can be difficult, but it is about shifting your mindset. To, this is a new conversation, and this conversation is about that other person, because that's the best way that you're going to perhaps get yourself out of that that low and you start struggling, stop struggling, and start succeeding in your in your sales. So just just do what it takes to get a shift in mindset, and I think you're going to do a lot better that way. Those are some great insights. Kind of continuing from what we were just discussing, how can you stay positive and motivated when your sales are struggling? Tina, what would you like to share? Well, now we can focus back on ourselves, right? How do we keep a positive attitude and how do we stay motivated and not just have that number out there nagging at us that we've not made? 
Uh, and I think we're almost an athlete when it comes to that, right? We have to have our blinders on and we have to keep on moving. Uh, but sometimes we can move, move ourselves to such a point that we're not going anywhere. We're just running in place, right? So we need to kind of take a step back and take a breath look at some some other some other things maybe take ourselves outside of the immediate situation take a look at what the competition is doing i mean truly get get yourself away from that that single focal point that i'm not doing this and and turn it into what how are other people doing this what are other people doing what's the competition doing right now what are my coworkers doing right now have a conversation with other people. Hey, how are you finding the marketplace right now? And get some additional input for yourself and get outside of it's all about you because there are external factors, as we all know, in sales. It doesn't mean that, that, that that's an excuse for us not making our, our, our number, but it certainly puts it in a different, um, in a different window. It, it, it gives us a, a different viewpoint. And while we're doing that and developing, hey, maybe you want to try a different kind of sales skill. Maybe you read something online about different sales tactics. Hey, this is a time to try that. Um, maybe you'd, <laughs> we, we know I don't like leaving voicemails with, with people I don't know. Maybe this is the time for me to try leaving a voicemail, um, you know, trying, trying different things. But, uh, and be good to yourself. Just always be good to yourself. Get up, take a break, take a walk, clear your mind. Um, but but really, this is a, a an, an extremely good time to uh, to to try different things that that perhaps you haven't done before, and to take a good look at the marketplace and maybe change up your pitch a little bit, change your approach. Lynn, absolutely, absolutely everything. And I'm going to get back into the it's about it's it's about you here right mm -hmm. be enthusiastic and passionate about your product or service and your abilities to deliver solutions when you are enthusiastic and passionate it really rings true when you're talking with potential clients or existing clients and it's contagious i i mean it makes you feel great and you're excited um, to make you know that next call, whether it's a, a warm call or um, to follow up on a current opportunity. So focus on the good and the uplifting aspects of your work and your life. And if you do need to vent about your bad luck and your struggles, do it once and quickly and get it out then refocus on how excited you are about you and your abilities and your company and what you have to offer. Uh, Lynn, Lynn, may I add something here? Because absolutely. it really follows up on that. If, if you're contributing and you really believe in your product or service, then then I think you're able to, to re- refocus and, and pivot, maybe change your the conversation. But this is a time to really understand, am I really enjoying what I'm doing? Do I really believe in this product and service? Because if I don't, no matter how positive and motivated you are to go do something, if if you don't if you don't if you don't have a good sense of what it is that you're representing, this is a good time maybe to look at alternate 
products or services or alternate companies. Absolutely. You really have to believe in order to be positive and motivated, in, in my opinion, we really, I need to be absolutely convinced that this product and service at this company is worth all of my time and representation. Absolutely. At the gospel right there and how you feel about the company. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Rachel. So I think the key to staying positive and being motivated, I think both Lynn and Tina have um, hinted out here is just, just to be kind to yourself, be able to look at things and say, I mean, it might actually be your fault, but if it's probably not. I mean, it's likely that there are outside factors that are affecting this. Be kind to yourself and, being, and say, well, this is just a slow month or because of the situations at these, the companies that these people I'm speaking with are working at, they're just not able to, to say yes right now. Be fair and be kind. And even if you feel like you're underperforming, remind yourself that you're still learning um, and that this is just an opportunity for you to grow. Um, and try not to beat yourself up too much about these things because that's not going to help anybody. And another thing that's I that I think is important to remember is, and we discuss this a lot um, throughout all of our podcasts and webinars, and that's to celebrate every win. If you just if you have a conversation with someone, a phone call, you were hoping to close a sale, but maybe you didn't. But you know it was a really good conversation. They, you feel like you really connected with them. They seem to, to really like you. Things that look really positive right now. And that's something that you can, you can celebrate. Maybe you made 20 phone calls today um, and nobody answered, but hey, you made every single phone call that you intended to make. And that's a good thing. That's hard and you deserve a little pat on the back for that. It's just important to remember that you're doing your best, I mean, do your best, and then reward yourself for that. Be kind to yourself and remember that um, that you're, you're doing everything you can. And as Tina uh, said, you can try out new things and new tasks and uh, new methods, and that can be exciting too, because learning can be a lot of fun. So it's just about keeping things fun, keeping things positive, and reminding yourself that um, that you're still being pretty awesome. I appreciate all of your advice on this topic. It is truly important to stay positive and focus on your good attributes, even when times are tough. And it looks like we have time for one more question. And we have one from Molly in St. Petersburg, Florida. Molly asks, our product has a long sales cycle. And every month, I have pressure to close sales that haven't naturally progressed to the close. Do you have any recommendations to expedite the closing to meet my objectives? Thank you for the excellent question, Molly. I think Lynn may have some good answers here. Thank you, uh, Amanda. And thank you, Molly, for submitting this question. For much of my professional sales career, I have sold products and services with a very long sales cycle. From what you have said in your question, Molly, it sounds more that it's your management's objectives and pressure you're trying to alleviate. Uh, first, you know, everyone involved in sales within your company needs a handle on the sales cycle and timeline for your product or service. 
setting realistic expectations is is important in in the sales cycle and the, that timeline of what it takes. Next, you need to be genuine about the progress that you're making within that cycle. And to Rachel's point she just made, celebrate every win, every movement forward, every next step in building that relationship. And uh, my final closing comment on this was to, and I'm sure you know this, but you must be working with the decision makers within your clients' organizations. That's the only true way to expedite the closing of a sale. Um, let's see, Rachel, um, what would you like to add? Uh, thank you, Lynn. Um, I think that your product, as you say, has a long sales cycle, and that's important to keep in mind. Patience is a virtue, and sometimes it seems like it's just taking so, so long to build up that relationship and have every conversation you need to have answer every question that everyone in that company might have. Um, but eventually, it's very likely to pay off. Um, it might be that you spend a few months working on a few different relationships, um, and it seems like it's going nowhere, but then within one month, you close a whole bunch of big sales. And it's a little odd to have that concentration, but a sale is a sale, and at the end of the day, you you did what you needed to do. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, as Lynn said, make sure that you're discussing your product with the decision makers, but really keep at building those relationships. Make sure that you're still progressing and it's not just the same conversation every single time you you talk to these people. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really what I would tell you, Molly, is just to be patient. Um, explain perhaps to your managers where you are in the in the sales cycle um let them know how your relationships are progressing those kinds of things um and if if management is still breathing down your neck then then you're gonna have to have a really frank conversation with them about about the way this works um tina what are your thoughts thank you rachel i'm going to to kind of take what you just um, started on and and Molly you know with these long sales cycles there can be a long sales cycle is um, it, it all has relevancy so I don't know if it's a one-month sales cycle or a one-year sales sales cycle I'm not really sure by your question and as and as Lynn mentioned um, on meeting your objectives are, are those really the objectives that are sent by management so I'm going to go and uh, Clearly, it's it's important to to know that you are working with decision makers and not someone that is just always going to tell you, well, we're going to make a decision soon. We're going to make a decision soon, but not have have any any type of a, a, a an end date on it. It's just a continuing conversation. I think it's going back. I think it's very important to understand what management's expectations are of the type of sales that you're involved with. What is their history with their most successful salespeople? How long talk with your coworkers? How long, how long does it has it typically taken them? Ask management. If management has expectations, ask questions of management. And what would you suggest? How do you suggest moving this forward? 
how would you suggest that I move this, uh, move the needle from, from point A to point D in a faster fashion? So I think it's important to understand that. Um, on a contractual basis, you know, there are tricks and tips and things about doing early renewals and, and, um, and the like. But I think just from the basis of this question, um, expediting the closing of a long cycle sale to meet your objectives, I think goes back to your initial objectives and understanding what management's expectations are and what your coworkers have done and, and take that uh, and, and incorporate that into your sales, uh, into your sales conversations and into your sales personality. Lynn, Rachel, do you have anything to, to add to that? No, I think you did a great job there, Tina. I think. Okay. So Molly, what I would say is just, is, is hang in there, stay positive and lean in on and with your your management and with your coworkers so that everyone is uh, is is successful well this has been an excellent discussion thank you all for your advice lynn rachel and tina i hope this is helpful to molly and to our other listeners facing their own sales struggles we want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast next week will be another terrific dialogue at petite to queen if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitedequeen.com.